Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Well, good morning to all of you beautiful souls out there. Rise and shine, because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, Dr. Lynn Gobo. Yes, I am back again this week, giving you a dose of the most on this morning. I'm giving you the most energy, the most encouragement, the most inspiration, and the most love because I am invading your space again this week. I'm coming into your home, your phone, your car, or your computer just to send you some love, some positive vibes out there, and some news that you can use, and that is the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, so how are you guys doing this week? I am so excited to be back with you. And you know, on last week, I talked about a word that God gave me, which was subjugate. I'm going to remind you. And I shared with you one of the enemy's tactics to come against you, in essence, to annihilate and destroy a generation. An example of subjugation is exercised in dozens of countries throughout the world where ethnic minorities are denied basic rights and they view themselves as subjugated by their country's government by an army or by police enforcement. And now this is not something that I'm making up. This is information that is out there on the internet regarding the word subjugation. So again, the basis of this word subjugate, it means to control. And this level of control is exercised by the government, by the military armed forces, police officers, those who hold a position of authority in order to subjugate, rule, or control a population of people regardless of race or ethnicity in order to rule over us by stripping us of our basic rights. And it is coming. And when it comes, you are going to see mass chaos and confusion because people are not going to just sit back and take it and watch those who are in authority come and strip them of their basic rights. You're going to see a lot of people taking justice into their own hands. And I really wouldn't be surprised if you actually saw subjugation being reported on the news or seeing that word being used to subjugate in the news. I won't be surprised at all if you do see that. And in some places, we are seeing this take place right now, actually, because if you look at certain things, there are vigilantes out there taking measures into their own hands by using excessive force against innocent people who choose not to wear a mask in public. I mean, that's real. People are taking it into their own hands yelling, screaming, jumping on people just because certain ones are choosing not to wear a mask. So you're going to see more of this take place when other guidelines are set for the American people to abide by. And aside from minorities, another prime example of subjugation is when a culture keeps women inferior to men 
and does not allow them to advance. And ladies, if you work in corporate America, you may have experienced this because, ladies, there was a time when your voices, our voices were silenced. We were not allowed to vote until the bill was passed by Congress June 4th, 1919, and it wasn't ratified until August the 18th, 1920. That is when the 19th Amendment granted women the right to vote exactly 100 years ago, coming up next month. So just a side note, women, let your voices be heard. Take a stand, get out and vote, because there was a time when you were not permitted to vote. We were not permitted to vote as women. So it's important that we let our voices be heard. Speaking of that, I really felt in my spirit that the Lord was telling me that there was a woman who will seemingly come out of nowhere to run for office. And so don't be surprised if this actually happens. I just wanted to throw that out there as a side note. But ladies, let your voices be heard because the 19th Amendment guarantees all American women the right to vote. And achieving this milestone required a lengthy and difficult struggle. Our victory, it took decades of agitation and guess what else? Protest. Beginning in the mid-19th century, several generations of women supporters, they lectured, they wrote, they marched, they lobbied, and they practiced civil disobedience. So what were they doing? Protesting. In other words, women were out there setting it off in order for us to be heard as women to achieve what many Americans considered a radical change in the Constitution, and a few early supporters were able to live and see the final victory in 1920. But beginning in the 1800s, women organized, petitioned, and picketed in order to win the right to vote, but it took them decades. Do you hear me? Decades to accomplish their purpose. And all of this information is from ourdocuments.gov. If you would like to go read about it, research it, which I would encourage you to do. But then subjugation happened again in history to the American Indians across the country. All of this is a form of subjugation, entrapment, and slavery. And if you think that we are past this, then you are mistaken because guess what? History does repeat itself. And let's just take a look at history a little further back, all the way back to the Bible, because in the Bible, just to bring a little continuity to what I am saying, when the Hebrew slaves needed to be delivered from Pharaoh, God raised up Moses, and then God raised up Joshua, and then God appointed King David, and he appointed King Solomon. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he wasn't just raising up men as leaders, but ladies. He was also raising up women. He raised up Deborah, and he raised up Ruth, and he raised up Queen Esther. And listen, as a female, let me just talk to my ladies for a moment, okay? When God raises up a woman, let me just tell you that nobody can multitask or hold it down like a woman can. 
We will hold it down at home, raise our families, maintain our households, and run a Fortune 500 company like a boss. So listen, you are a bad somebody, whether it's male or female. I'm going to say that because our men can hold it down too. And that is the reason why the enemy is after the seed, because the enemy doesn't know when God is about to raise up someone next. And that is the reason why he's on a mission to annihilate and destroy as many seeds as possible, which does include future generations. You know, I mentioned last week in part one of Stay Woke that the part of speech for subjugate is a verb. But if you use the same word as a noun, it actually means imprisonment. It is the act of putting someone in prison or in some other place where they have no way to escape. And of course, with racial subjugation, it is where one group takes control over another and forces them to do as they are told. But subjugation is just one of the many types of injustices in the world, and it has to do with one group of people dominating another group by taking away their rights and their freedom. Now, there are some things which are going to take place this year that you will see happen, and God has literally summed this up for us in one word, which is subjugation. So we can't just relax. We have to stay on guard. We have to stay woke to the things going on around us. You do not want to dismiss the signs. I need you to hear me. You do not want to dismiss the signs that God is showing us or the signs being revealed in the word of God. We were already given the instructions by Jesus in St. Luke chapter 21. I'm just going to read a few verses. I'm going to start at verse 5, Luke 21 and 5. It says, And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with godly stones and gifts, he said, he being Jesus, as for these things which ye behold, in other words, you're looking at all of these gifts and how the temple is adorned, but Jesus is saying, As for these things which ye behold, the days will come in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And so verse 7 says, And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? Verse 8 says, And he said, he again being Jesus, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. And so if we fast forward to verse 22 in that same chapter, Luke 21, for these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And I'm going to say this, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. 
Listen to what I'm telling you. Verse 27 of St. Luke chapter 21, it reads as this. Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Verse 36 says this, watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, Peter instructs us to be sober. And this word sober in the Greek translation, it literally means to watch. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So we are to watch, we are to stay sober, stay woke. This is what I heard in my spirit in March of this year. I actually preached this message on March the 8th, and I actually titled it Stay Woke. That was March the 8th of this year, because that's what I heard in my spirit after I asked God, what he wanted me to say to his people. And he simply said, tell them to watch and pray. And then, of course, it was followed by the words I heard stay woke. And so even though the phrase stay woke is an expression that is intensified as the habitual grammatical aspect of English African-American vernacular, which in essence means to always be awake or be sober, stay vigilant, stay alert. But God actually had me addressing this back in March of this year. And the term is really in essence to both racial and social discrimination and injustice. It means to make sure you stay aware of what's going on in your communities and in your surroundings. A lot of this is that I'm telling you now is verbatim what I said during that time on March the 8th prior to any of the recent events that we are seeing now reported in the news, okay? And so basically, the term stay woke, it means don't lose consciousness. Be sober, be vigilant. Don't lose your head when you see certain things coming to pass. Make sure you are aware of what's going on. So that was really a warning. And God is still saying the same thing today, months later. But here's why he's saying it. He is saying, I need for you to stay woke, stay sober. Don't lose your head when you see certain things coming to pass, especially to the believer. Don't lose sight of where I am about to take you and what is about to be released because. I also heard God say earlier this year to his people, especially to a body of believers, this is your Kairos moment. Kairos, which is God's timing being an appointed time. So don't lose your focus because it is your season in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of everything else going on. God is saying that I am still going to reward my people. I am still going to bless my people. This is your moment. It is your time because you are about to step over into some spiritual blessings 
and live your best life because before Jesus returns to rapture his people, I'm telling you that he is going to release supernatural blessings, healings, miracles, signs, wonders. All of these things are going to come to pass. And you know, it's easy for us to just lose focus when we watch what's going on in the news, what's being reported in the news media. And, you know, even on social media, we see so many things, so many conspiracy theories. And you see the pandemonium of the coronavirus and natural disasters. But understand that when you see these things come to pass, the end is not yet. And God is saying that when the world is losing touch and losing faith and losing hope, that is the time when we are to watch and pray. I heard that very clear in my spirit back in March, okay? God has shared a lot of things with me about not only our nation, but other nations as well. And this is part of my ministry and my calling. So God speaks to me on that level. And as I said last week, sometimes he will allow me to share it and sometimes he will not allow me to release some of the things that he shares. But here's an example that I'm just going to share with you. Actually, I did share this a few years ago. I had a dream back in 2016. And just to give you a little bit of detail about the dream, I'm not, I'm not going to go in depth about the dream, but I will share just a little bit of the dream that I had back in 2016. What I saw was, and this may sound strange, but you read the Bible and you read about some of the dreams that had to be interpreted. It really didn't make sense. But when God spoke a word to reveal what the dream meant, then of course, it all came full circle and it made sense. But this dream that I had in 2016, there was, all I could see was an ocean or it was just a huge body of water, but the body of water had frozen over. And underneath the ice, you could see through the ice and underneath there were several large bears sleeping underneath the surface. And as far as I could see, I could not see any land at all. I could only see a body of water. It was, it would be like as if I was looking at the ocean and there's no land anywhere. You just see water. Well, that's what I could see, but it was all frozen over and there were large, huge bears beneath the surface, underneath the ice. There was someone in the dream who was walking on top of the ice and the person began to tap the ice. And I'm standing there looking like the bears are sleeping. So why are you trying to mess with the bears? Like, why are you trying to wake them up? This person was just tapping the ice. Well, finally, one of the bears did wake up. And this was towards the end of my dream when the person was able to wake the bear underneath the ice. And at that moment, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, in my dream, don't wake the bear. And then God followed it with, don't mess with Russia. 
Okay. Well, I prayed about the dream. I shared it with my prayer team back in 2016. I was just talking about this the other day to a member of my prayer team. I didn't even realize that I had shared it. And she let me know that I did share it during that time four years ago. Well, four years ago, if you remember, weeks later, it was reported in the news that Russia was accused of being behind the cyber attacks surrounding the 2016 election. So I just wanted to share that as an example, because sometimes I don't really know what to do with what God reveals to me other than to pray about it. And sometimes, honestly, that's probably all God wants me to do. During that time, I was watching the news and knowing the dream that I had, I was just sitting back praying, let's not bother Russia because I had already had that dream. Anyway, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about the different things going on in the world and what I want to share and what the Holy Spirit would have me to tell you still is to watch and pray. God warns us through his son that we should pay attention when we see certain things happening in the world, because some of these things are happening so that the people of God can watch as well as pray when we see the signs. Okay. The Bible even tells us that we should look up when we see certain things coming to pass because our redemption draweth nigh. So in Luke chapter 21, this is where Jesus was talking and literally prophesying about things which are coming to pass. Years ago, when I first heard God say, look up, your redemption draweth nigh, there were people who were actually looking up because an eclipse had taken place. And so Jesus instructs us in Luke chapter 21 and 25 to watch for the signs. And when you see these things come to pass, God said, know that I am soon to come. So we should never get to a place where we feel like we can relax because not only should we be watching and praying, but we are also instructed in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, to pray without ceasing. So we are to always pray. We are living in a time right now where we can't just think, that some of the things we are seeing is just circumstance or coincidence. These are the signs of the times which we are living in, and we are instructed in the Word of God that when we see these things to know that the end is near. I was just reminded of my pastor when I was growing up who passed away this year, Bishop Clarence Moore. He used to talk about the mark of the beast and how close we were to the end times back in the 70s, okay? And I can remember him talking about a massive computer that was actually nicknamed the Beast, which was a type of supercomputer that collects data on all European Union citizens. And all of this personal data and information is stored on this massive computer. So as a young girl, my pastor at that time, again, this was back in the 70s, that he talked about this. And of course, I'm sure you can research and find information about it, or whether or not it's a myth or a legend. There are several conspiracy theories surrounding this. But the point I'm trying to make is that growing up in church, we were conditioned 
to pay attention, to be watchful, to be prayerful, to watch for the signs. So I will say that with each passing day, each passing moment, every waking hour as time passes with each month, each year, each decade, we are much closer. We certainly aren't further away from certain things coming to pass in our lifetime. Otherwise, why are we being instructed to watch and pray? As believers, if we are not going to experience any of these things, if we're going to be raptured anyway, and God is coming back for for his church, and if we're not going to be here anyway, then why instruct us to watch and pray? Why not just rapture your people and let whatever is going to happen, let it happen? But it's not really our job to figure out or try to pinpoint a timeline and an exact date as to when Jesus is going to return. Some people have predicted in the past and they were obviously wrong, but it is our job to be aware of these things, to pay attention when we see certain things happening and to make sure that we are being prayerful. Before these things in scripture do come to pass, God said every part of scripture, it must be fulfilled, including Jesus telling us to literally look up because our redemption draweth nigh. And you know, quite honestly, why not talk about it? I feel like as a body of believers, we've gotten away from preaching about Jesus rapturing his church and the tribulation and hell. God said this to me. He said, most of us, we're not watching or looking or paying attention to what is going on around us. And the only time that we are prompted to pray is when there's turmoil. So don't think that some of the things which have occurred are far-fetched or strange because scripture must be fulfilled and these things must come to pass before the coming of the Lord and he is soon to come. But even with knowing all of that, God said to me, is not what you can see that you need to be worried about, but it's what you can't see. When we see these things, God said to seek him and put our hope our confidence, our faith, and our trust in him. So ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Jesus is our only hope. We can only put our hope, our faith, our confidence, and our trust in him. And the Bible tells us not to put our confidence in man. That's in Psalms 118.8. The scripture says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put our confidence in man. And even in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 22, we are instructed to stop trusting in what mere humans are telling us. And you know, sometimes it's easy to focus and fix your eyes on other things, but God is saying, focus on me, fix your eyes on me, because I am still in control. I am the king, eternal, immortal, invisible the only wise God, your Savior. To him be glory, majesty, dominion, and power. Don't look at what's temporal. Focus on what's eternal. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, it reads, The grass withers, the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand. In other words, what you can see will pass away, but the word of God shall stand. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35 It says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word shall not pass away. The word was in the beginning and the word will be in the end. 
for it's the word of God that will stand. Luke chapter 21 and verse 36, it instructs us to watch ye therefore and pray always. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, it reads, men ought always pray and not faint. So pray when you feel like it. Pray when you don't feel like it. Pray that your faith doesn't fail. Pray for one another. Pray for our country, this nation. Pray without ceasing. We cannot wait until there is a crisis or a natural disaster to start calling on God. We should pray when we see those things, but when there is destruction and disaster, that shouldn't be the only time we are prompted to pray. Jesus said in Luke chapter 21, beginning with verse 9, I'm just going to read three of those verses, verse 9, 10, and 11 of Luke chapter 21. It says, but when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified. In other words, don't be afraid. Don't let that scare you. For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not yet. Then said he unto them, a nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But when you see these things, God said that we are seeing the manifestation of his word coming to pass and coming to fruition. So when everything seems to be okay and we seemingly have peace and we're not too worried or concerned or we are going about our daily lives and we relax and things are going well and there's not a whole lot going on, that is the time when our prayers are needed the most. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 3, it says, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes on them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Verse 4 says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Verse 5 says, Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. And you know, I always end the show with a quote. And for this episode, I only want to leave you with quotes from the word of God. First Thessalonians chapter five. This is what verse six says. It says, therefore, let us not sleep. In other words, stay woke as do others but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Verse 17 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it reads, pray without ceasing. So in everything, give God thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Family, that is my time. As a matter of fact, I ran a little bit over time again this week. 
but I pray that you were blessed. Know without a doubt that I am praying for you, especially anyone who is dealing with depression, suffering from the loss of a loved one, or if you feel burdened or overwhelmed, I want you to know that God cares about what you care about. He will perfect the things that concern you. And for anyone who has sorrow, know that he will give you beauty for ashes. And always remember that you are a beautiful dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.